Hello, I'm Phil and welcome to Who's He at the Movies and this time I'm going to take a look at 2012's Dread. America is an irradiated wasteland. Within it lies a city. Outside the boundary walls, a desert. The cursed earth. Inside the walls, the cursed city, stretching from Boston to Washington, D.C. An unbroken concrete landscape. 800 million people living in the ruin of the old world and the megastructures of the new one. Mega blocks, mega highways, mega city one. Convulsing, choking, breaking under its own weight. Citizens in fear of the street, the gun, the gang. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos. The men and women of the Hall of Justice. Juries. Executioners. Judges. A few months ago, I covered Sylvester Stallone's attempt at portraying Mega City One's finest, and I felt it came up somewhat short. So, as a palate cleanser, I thought this time I would rewatch Dread, starring Carl Urban, Lena Headey, and Livia Thelby. But first, let's go back in time. When it was announced in 2008 that another attempt would be made to bring Judge Dread to the big screen, once again, I was excited. Dribs and drabs of information was steadily finding its way onto the internet and I was eagerly trying to find out anything that I could on the progress of the film. Now the film began uh, filming in 2010 in Johannesburg and Cape Town and it was directed by Pete Travis and written by Alex Garland, neither of which I knew anything about, but it certainly appeared they were not going to make the same mistakes as 1995's Judge Dredd. From the outset, they stated that this would be much more rooted in the comic books and had planned this as a trilogy, eventually culminating with the introduction of Judge Death and the Dark Judges. And if you don't know who they are, well, the internet is your friend. There was also going to be one antagonist, Marmar Madrigal. There was no stuffing as many characters into a single film as in the previous one, which from my point of view was a, well, a very good thing. But the main thing for me was the casting of Cole Urban as Judge Dredd. At the time, I only ever really knew him as Aomer from the Lord of the Rings films. But after reading interviews with him, it became apparent he got Judge Dredd. He understood the character, and the one thing he stated before anyone had seen a single frame of film, that the helmet stayed on. For fans, this was important. Fans hated the fact that Stallone spent the majority of his film with the helmet off, so for Carl Urban to say he would be keeping the helmet on gave fans, well, a bit of confidence. Now, for some of you, this may sound a bit ridiculous. Why is an actor not showing his face such a big deal? 
Well, the fact is, for fans, Dredd's unseen face is just as iconic as Wolverine's adamantium claws or the S on Superman's chest. It's funny how people obsess over details such as this, but if you're going to bring comic book characters or any other famous literary character to life, and it can be made to work on the big screen, do it properly, is all people are saying. But before I go any further and add a little aside, after the film was released, one evening 2000 AD handed over their Twitter account to Carl Urban for him to answer questions from fans. I sent a message to him asking what he would, other aspects of the Dread character he would like to explore in a sequel, not expecting a reply. However, reply he did, and he said that if a sequel went ahead, he would like to explore the big lie. It was at this point I knew this wasn't just another actor taking a job, he knew his stuff. And if you want to know what the big lie is and what that means for the character of Dread, once again, the internet is your friend. So as the release date for the film approached, images started to appear on the internet, with the first being Carl Urban in this film's interpretation of the judge's uniform. And lo and behold, the fanboy started whining. Wah, his helmet's too big! Wah, his uniform is nothing like the comics! As it turned out, his helmet wasn't too big. And the uniform was changed for a reason, as was evident when I saw the film. But the one thing that did make my heart sink a little bit was the fact that it was going to be in 3D, which in 2012 was very much in vogue with filmmakers. However, I decided that I would go and see a 2D print, as I saw and still see 3D as a pointless fad. Sure, it looks nice as a viewing experience, but I just find it headache-inducing. So one afternoon, I dragged my wife along to see the film, but unfortunately, not a 2D print. In fact, I found it very hard to find any cinema shown it in 2D. And while I left the cinema that afternoon, having thoroughly enjoyed the film and washing away the aftertaste of the Stallone version, I realised very quickly that the film may very well be in trouble. And that was, I had a feeling at the time that no one was going to see this film. Now, admittedly, I saw the film on a weekday afternoon, but there was only three of us in the cinema. I'll repeat that. Three. But before I get into the aftermath, what about the film itself? Well, as I said, I enjoyed and I still enjoy it. The film is less fantastical than the Stallone version and takes itself very seriously. In fact, maybe just a bit too seriously. It is relentlessly grim and does highlight that life in a megacity is anything but fun. Ordinary people are caught in between the judges and the criminal gangs, with the main gang in this film being the Marmar clan, headed up by Marmar Madrigal, played by Lena Headey. And rather chewing the scenery like Amanda Santis Rico Dredd in the previous film, Lena Headey plays Marmar as somewhat detached from what she's actually doing. In fact, she underplays the character, which is quite different, which I also found to be a little bit unsettling. But what about the plot? Well, I suppose you could describe it as the down life of a rookie judge, which in this case is Cassandra Anderson, played by Olivia Thelby. And as per the comic book, she has telepathic abilities. But this is not the wisecracking Anderson which fans are used to. This is a wet-behind-the-ears Anderson who hesitates in her first engagement with a gang and appears to be appalled by the violence she is expected to meet out. But as this world is nothing but violence, her character is eventually sucked into that violent cycle. But of course, how does Carl Urban stack up as Dread? After reading all these quotes about getting the character right this time, he does, and does it extremely well. He gets the Dread grimace down to a T, and his every utterance is barely contained anger, with him quietly growling out sentences. And his saying of Dread's famous phrase, I am the law, is far superior to Stallone's shouty staccato delivery. Inhabitants of peach trees. 
This is Judge Dredd. Let him talk. In case you people have forgotten, this block operates under the same rules as the rest of the city. Mama is not the law. I am the law. Mama is a common criminal. Guilty of murder. Guilty of the manufacture and distribution of the narcotic known as slow-mo. And as of now, under sentence of death. Any who obstruct me in carrying out my duty will be treated as an accessory to our crimes. You have been warned. And as for you, Mama... Judgment time. In fact, when I think of Dredd, the first person I now think of is Carl Urban. He left a lasting impression in the role and plays him as very matter-of-fact, almost like a robot who's been programmed to deliver justice. And this is what the comic book Dread is like. So I say, Carl Urban, well done. Earlier I mentioned that they changed the design of the uniform for this movie. Now, while the judge's helmet is identical to the comic book, gone was the massive golden eagle shoulder armour and spandex from the previous film, and replaced with more practical body armour and motorcycle leathers. While I was, I have to say, initially sceptical of this new look, it is now my favourite iteration. This version of Dread's world is more down-to-earth, so the uniform had to be more practical and show that being the judge required something that would be sort of able to protect them more in the line of duty. The design change also made sense from a budget perspective. It was cheaper, but the practical design also allowed the actors to move more freely, which might explain why Stallone spent so much of his film out of uniform. And nothing is shiny in this world. Everything is dirty and warm, which just adds to the realism that this film was aiming for. Now, as I first saw the film in 3D, I have to admit, it does actually work. The effects have shown what happens when someone takes the drug slow-mo, which the Marmar clan is the main manufacturer of in this movie, looks amazing with its enhanced lights and colours. But to be honest, these effects do look just as good in 2D, so it does make the 3D effects, well, somewhat redundant. So I'd stick by my 3D is a fad attitude. Other standout scenes include Marmar's gang shooting up a building with some very big guns, which leads to some amazing pyrotechnics. And Dredd's solution to Marmar's ultimatum at the end of the film is fairly low-key, which is unusual for a film of its type. I think I didn't know I'd get busted someday goes with the territory. This entire level is rigged with enough high explosives to take out the top 50 stories. If they go, the rest go too. Jewelry. It's a transmitter synced to my heartbeat. My heart stops beating. The building blows. Everyone in it. Ash. You got no way out, Judge. Put your gun down. Do you know how many people live in this block? This isn't a negotiation. The sentence is death. You can't afford to take the risk. But while I really enjoy this movie, it tanked at the box office. While for me it is the superior of the Judge Dredd movies, 
Dread took just over $41 million at the box office on a budget of 30 to $45 million. And I hate to say it, while derided, the Stallone version actually made more money. So 2012's Dread was considered a flop. So why did this happen? How did a film that was closer in tone to the comic book and was made by a production team and a lead actor who finally understood the character of Dread fail? Well, folks, it's my old enemy, 3D. The prints that were distributed to cinemas were all mainly 3D, with hardly any 2D prints being released. This severely hampered any chance of reaching a wider audience, as not everyone wants to watch a film in 3D. But the other major contributor to the film's failure was marketing. Absolutely no one knew this film was being released. And even Carl Urban himself stated, after the film came out, that the film had zero audience awareness. Nobody knew the movie was being released. Dread represents a failure in marketing, not filmmaking. It was also unfairly compared to another film, The Raid Redemption, which came out just before Dread and basically had the same plot, with the heroes of the piece making their way up floor by floor of a tower block until they finally met the villain at the top. However, while The Raid Redemption was released before Dread, Dread actually went into production first, so accusations of plagiarism that were floating around at the time were unfair. Critically, the film was also very well received, with Urban and Thurby's performances being singled out for praise, but audiences stayed away. Now, while I definitely feel that this film deserved more success than it did, and I really enjoy watching it, it is in no way a perfect film. The Judge Dredd comic strip has always been satirical, and unfortunately, just like the Stallone version, this film is also missing that satirical edge. It's also lacking in the dark humour that the comic strip relishes. In fact, there is hardly any form of humour in this film whatsoever, which was needed to undercut the grim and violent tone. And what I like the more realistic take on the future, perhaps it needs to embrace the comic book just a little bit more? The judges' uniforms and their weapons and vehicles are all on point, but Mega City 1 unfortunately just looks like Cape Town and Johannesburg with a few mega blocks digitally inserted. It needed to look a bit more like a different future rather than an alternate present. It also came out in the wash afterwards that Pete Travis allegedly didn't direct a lot of the film and that writer Alex Garland stepped in to direct most of the movie. Who knows if this affected the original vision of the film or not, but rumours like this, well, don't help. But while this film flopped at the cinema, it did have a second life on DVD, where sales were very, very good. This gave some of us hope that a sequel would be greenlit, and Carl Urban was, and as I understand it, he's still very much up for reprising the role. But unfortunately, DVD sales do not affect big screen movies being greenlit, and any further films were, well, unfortunately shelved. However, a small sliver of light was seen when it was announced that a TV series called Judge Dredd Mega City 1 will be made starring Carl Urban with either Netflix or Amazon Prime set to stream it. However, that was back in 2017 and unfortunately nothing has been heard since. All in all, I think Judge Dredd is an extremely difficult character to get right on film. Neither of the films fully get the world of Mega City 1 right. The first film got the look of a mega city looking like the comic books but fell with a, a messy plot, a lead actor who didn't understand the character and studio interference. The 2012 Dread film got Dread and the judges spot on but the look and feel of Mega City 1 was for me just a bit off. But had the marketing been better and more 2D prints were distributed to cinemas I'm of the opinion that this film would have done much much better as all those people who didn't want to watch it on 3D at the cinema waited to watch it in 2D at home. But 
I think the other thing that also holds back a really successful Dread film is audience awareness. While Marvel and DC comic book characters are known the world over, is Judge Dredd that well known outside of the UK? While it is set in the USA of the future, Dredd is very much a British comic book character with a very British satirical take on the US style of policing, which in this world is a fascist police state. And without trying to sound, well, too elitist, I don't think many audiences outside the UK actually gets the joke. Dredd is an anti-hero, not an action hero. He's a fascist. You're not really supposed to root for him. And maybe perhaps that's a tough sell. But all in all, if the film had got a sequel, and it does deserve one, I think it would have opened up the world and the character of Dredd even more. While the film is lacking in character development, except maybe for Judge Anderson, I thought it was a really solid film. There was a good jumping off point into the world of Dredd. And had things been different, perhaps we would have seen Dredd question his actions with the big lie and facing the dark judges. I certainly would pay good money to see that. <laughs>